0: Hi there, good evening, Sunday the 20th of February and very well welcome along to the Gersnet podcast. My name is Scott Patterson for my maiden goal, um of hosting and, and looking forward to it as well. Very well, I must say. Independent Rangers podcast, we are at Gersnet and we're made for fans by fans, all our content absolutely FOC and um, we've got our forums and our articles, all our social media stuff is all available across at all the W's, jazznet.co.uk. Joining me on the pod for tonight, it's it's kind of like it's the podcast answer to Ant and Dick, I think it's quite fair to say. And um, Alec Anderson joins us. Hi Alec, how are you?
1: Um, not bad, sir, not bad. I'm just thinking, was it, was it Ant or Dick that had the drink driving charge? Because I'll be that one.
0: <laughs> I don't know, we shouldn't be laughing at that, certainly. But no, yeah, we shouldn't. Okay. And I'm lying, <laughs> I don't drink driving charge. I always get away with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and Colin, fresh from laptop drama last week, post Dortmund, um, he's back and we're assured everything's okay for tonight,
2: I, I, don't know, I don't know about that. Hi, Scott. Uh, no, I had more drama tonight. That's why we're running a few minutes late. And uh, I've been putting it off, but I think I might have to bite the bullet and shell out for a new laptop because I, I can't be dealing with this stress every Friday and Sunday.
0: Listen, it's horrendous, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> horrendous. And it's been a stressful Sunday, is it? Let's be honest.
2: Oh, the day was brutal. Brutal. Uh, the so nerves listen- were unbearable.
0: Before we get on to that a quick word to our friends across Zenith Coins they have a once in a lifetime opportunity to collect five really really cracking bits of memorabilia five really beautiful coins one for the Founding Fathers one for Ibrox Stadium one for the European Cup Winners Cup Winners of 1972 one for the 9 row Legends and of course one for the huge season that was 55 they are being made 100 sorry 1,872 versions of these are being made and released as the year goes by. Really, really nice and a cracking memorabilia, so good evening to them. Um, so, goodness me, where do we start? Tanadice, the highs of um, Dortmund to the lows of Dundee. Alec, I'll come to you first. One of the things that um, instantly jumped out at me going into the game um, at lunchtime was was the change in the back line with um, Hollander coming in for Barisic and Bassi being forced into the left-back position.
1: Right, that's it. I, I, I jokingly said this morning I was in such a good mood. Um, I'm. Re- I usually like to get a bit, of, a bit. of PMT on uh, Scott I usually like to get myself a bit <laughs> kind a, a bit nervous and I get a bit kind of deliberately negative. You know, taking a you know go against it so I don't fake tempt. But um, the day I was just having a laugh and I thought I've just group with the same, the same starting eleven as uh, as Thursday night Gio. Give me another, give me another go. Just just kind of basically taking the mickey out myself as a typical Rangers star. You know that's <laughs> what we did in the old days the starting 11 should be the same ones that won a game like that on Thursday night and pretty much except for except for Hollander well it was it was the same the same ten except for Hollander um and I was actually quite happy with that i was surprised i thought there'd be maybe more changes um I'm only, i can't even specify who exactly i just thought generally he's going to kind of recycle things um give give some legs a rest ahead of next thursday the games are coming thick and fast uh, and that would have been seriously draining but no, I was I was uh, actually quite happy with that because I think that was the only thing we're worrying about before Thursday night was the the centre half and Calvin Bassey had a, a performance for the ages. Yes, Carl and I were saying in, in Friday night, so it worked out absolutely fantastic. And I have to say again, Calvin Bassi, it, it, it was it did pretty well today uh, as well. He had a pretty good game uh, today, so he's he's really looking the, the business now, Calvin. Um, but no, I just. We know what happened, obviously, uh, with the goal we conceded. But uh, I wouldn't have had any complaints at all uh, about Hollander starting. I, I was quite happy with it.
0: Colin, you and I spoke last week just about the um, the impression that Hollander's given to the Ranger support since he came in from Italy. I, from a personal perspective, I think he's our best centre half. Um, before today, when he got caught out for that that sort of deep hanging corner, and um, were you glad to see him start today, did you feel it was a bit of a risk? No, I was kind of, I was
2: like Alex. I didn't think Bonner. I mean, I know it was a great performance on Thursday night overall. Uh, I didn't think Bonner played particularly well, though, especially first half. I thought he gave the ball away cheaply a, a lot of times. Yeah. And something I'll say about Borner than now is is what he's doing. if he doesn't see anything forward, he's he's, he's just taking the, you know, a very easy backward pass to centre half or McGregor. So I wasn't surprised there that. Uh, Bassi was put out to left-back and Holander came in. One thing I will say, though, Holander looked like a player that hasn't played a lot of football. Recently, Absolutely. You know, He looked he looked off the pace. and uh, So, yeah, it's maybe something that, that, that's backfired. Like like Alec was saying there, I did expect a couple of changes today. Uh, I, I did think Ramsey was going to start today. I'll, I'll say that. Obviously, he's picked <laughs> up a knock and uh, that couldn't happen. That said, I mean, me and David Wren were sort of messaging before the game. And he sort of said about Ramsey, you know, being in the squad. And I was like, oh, well, would, would you have taken any of that midfield three out after their performances on on Thursday night? So, yeah, you know, although obviously looking at the day, I thought Arfield looked a bit jaded today. I thought he looked a wee bit tired. Uh, Lindstrom was kind of back to the, the Lindstrom that we know <laughs> from, from previous performances. <laughs> He's up and down. There doesn't seem to be any middle ground. Although uh, one thing I will say, I thought he'd done okay when he, when, he, when he slotted back into centre-half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the midfield three today, I thought, struggled a wee bit, especially in the first half. Uh, we started well, and then we just kind of lost our way a wee bit. And uh, the, the, the series of corners that Dungeon United got that eventually led to the goal cheap corners to concede, Terrible. you know, yeah. really, really cheap corners to concede. McGregor's giving me the feeling of, that corner kicks, he's just, he just doesn't look confident and no. and overall, I don't think he looks confident and maybe that's what's affecting the back four, maybe that's why we're a wee bit nervous, I don't know, but in uh, and, and saying all that, we should have won, you know what I mean? I mean, I know we're going to talk about the other things, but, you know, 29 chances on goal, alright, only three, uh, only three were on target, but... I can't remember the last time I seen a Rangers team batter uh, a Absolutely. team the way we battered Dundee United in that setting half a day and, and, and not get the winner. But it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I think maybe now a couple of couple of guys have played themselves out of contention, and I think we might see a couple of changes again on Thursday.
0: I like the the sort of cluster of corners that that Dundee United got that eventually led to their goal, um, They... the the certainly seemed to be focusing a lot of energy on the space in between um, the captain and, and Goldson, And we're getting a bit of joy at that point down there. Um, There's a wee bit of weakness there that I think is almost unspoken. Um, that, do you know what I mean? Teams are seeing that area as areas that can perhaps expose our, our defence.
1: Well, I just, uh, I just seem to kind of come... <laughs> I can't say it came out the blue, but uh, it was it was it was really, it was really worrying, it was really concerning, as you're, as you're saying. Um Tav's kind of knocking the ball up the line. I think it was Ryan Jack. He was aiming for Um Ryan Jack. It came up him kind of hard. He kind of tried to jump it away. He's quite it up to after. It doesn't quite happen. But it's when it comes back, then you need to get it back down the line. Yeah. And we just see the next thing as a corner. I think it's Tav that puts it up that one for the corner, and we get. You know, the uh, that's I think it leads to it's half an half side. This is a shot from the edge of the box, and uh Harks actually pulls out a great save, a great point-blank save for Alan McGregor, which right. I think that's what McGregor can still do, is the point-blank saves, but it's the basic stuff that's, that, that, that's costing us. Um and I'm watching it in the sky, I wasn't at the game. So the, the way they're showing the replay, just suddenly John Lundstrom's got the ball again, but kind of surrounded by the D90 players. He's facing his own goal at the edge of his box. So I don't know what's happened there, how we're in that position from our own. You know, free kicker, i imagine. Yeah. Um. Goes to goes to Goldson. It's that kind of poor. plot, a next thing a corner again. And we don't. Then the United are even running to take the quick corner. Now so they're lack They've got to get. They've got to get Charlie <laughs> McGrew into his future to get him up into the into the box. You know. So they're no. They're no. They're not really going for it. It's we've got plenty of time to set up. We get plenty of time to establish ourselves. And like you say, I don't know. Uh, Alan McGregor, any player hitting forty, it's an easy jibe to say he's getting kind of slower. But I, I just have a feeling that he's maybe, he's, he's losing his athleticism. You know, it's kind of like, I always remember Stefan Kloss. I always thought Stefan Kloss seemed to be susceptible. I, I got to the point I thought he was short-sighted because he was fantastic. We, you know, point blanks, but yeah, yeah. not, not a better uh, goalkeeper at, at saving uh, close-up shots. But he lost a lot of goals for way, way out until it got to the point that I think Panathinaikos scored one against him for about 40 yards. But I'm going back in time to avoid talking about the day. Um, I, it was, <laughs> we, looked, we, looked, we looked bad, mate. But it was really shaky. And it was one of the. I, to call, I started to call on Friday night about how you can always kind of tell when Rains are away from home and a difficult venue how well we'll do after the first five, ten minutes. Tannadice is one of the venues that can be difficult if we're not on it. It's not one of the, the worst and it should be against this D United team. But we seemed to. It was just getting to the five minute mark, and I realised although we had plenty of the ball, we are stroking it about nice we hadn't actually got outside within half. No. And then it was, we did right on that kind of five-minute mark just by knocking a long ball that Alfie got by accident. And then we seemed to be really shifting it about looking really good, again, looking potentially dangerous. And it was just getting get to the kind of 25-minute mark when I was realising that we've not actually had a shot on goal. And then Dundee the United started, you know, kind of having a wee time on goals. Tav, which puts one in the back post with his, with his ankle, I think. Um, they get a corner for that, then these two corners, and it's just... It's just poor to watch and there's definitely we
0: shouldn't be the way we I wonder if the rotation between sort of Balligan and then Bassey and then Hollander now again, um is just causing a little bit of uncertainty right across that back line and indeed um also with Alan McGregor?
2: I, I don't know
0: because in the modern game
2: the rotation's part of it, isn't it? You know yeah. I mean? That's that's part of the game, you know, you, you the sort of thing they say is you want two good players for every position Uh, obviously Goldson's nailed down you know he starts every game very robust you know plays every game every minute of every game the other centre half positions are kind of rotated a wee bit so I I don't know for me at the moment I think it's more McGregor I, I really do and I hate Having a go at McGregor because he's been yeah. he's been so good for us down the years, uh, and I'm, I mean I'm not having a go. I'm, I'm you know I'm trying to be constructive in my criticism, but I think I think as Celtic showed a few weeks ago that when Bonners at left back, we're, were vulnerable down that side, yeah. and I think teams feel that like at set pieces and stuff like that, if they, if they put the ball right in, in into the six yard box, they know McGregor's not going to come. Yeah, yeah. he he's, he's, he just seems determined to stay in his line. And I think that might causes some some fear, you know, between the centre halves. So they, they, they don't know what to do and how to deal with it. And I and there was a bit of height eh, sort of difference today as I mean, Mo Grews, a monster, and you know, he's, yeah, he's yes, really right. tall. You know, so he's going to take. I mean, with the goal, you've seen him go for the ball, you know, and, and, and a couple of defenders go with him. And don't get me wrong, it shouldn't make a difference. Hollander's jumps pretty weak. And I still think you're maybe, you know, where the ball goes in, there's that whole argument about should maybe someone be in the post. Uh, because it, I mean, it doesn't bullet into the, the, the net, you know, I no, mean, it just, it, it just don't. places it down the way it's, I mean, I'm not blaming McGregor in terms of he should have saved it. Uh, I do think he should have come off his line though, but you do wonder, you know, if someone's on the post, does, does, does that go in? So yeah, we are, we're, we're, we're definitely vulnerable, uh, in, in, in terms of, you know, the, the centre half positions and, Ball's coming into the box. I I don't think we deal with them well at all. And it's something we need to to deal with. That's three points out of the last 12 away from home. You know what I mean? Like three draws and a defeat. In the space of six weeks, we went from a six-point lead to a three-point deficit. It's uh, You know, the league's not over. Not by any stretch of the imagination. At all. It's still there, but you would have to see the momentum's with them at the moment. They're getting all the luck, uh, they're getting all the decisions, and we're you know when you think of the goal, we we, we lost up at uh, Dingwall in the last minute. You know, these things come back to to haunt you, you know. What yeah. I mean, we need to we need to get our away form fixed and fixed soon.
0: Colin, well, i stick with you because Ross Graham, of course, um, was um, the the headline. I'm scoring there was a headline at the other end of the pitch. Where um, I think it's safe to say that. He, he gave away a penalty, and everyone else saw it in the ground, um, with the exception of Bobby Madden. Um, I've looked back at it a couple of times since since full time, and I still can't quite get my head around why he's not pointing to the spot.
2: It's a, a stone wall penalty, you know. And if you're, wanting, if you're wanting a comparison, you just need to look at the penalty that Aberdeen got against us, or, or Craig uh, Now, every the, the, not not only has it been treated differently by the officials. It's been treated differently by the pundits as well because McInnes, uh, James McFadden and even Chris Boyd were saying the day, no, they don't think that's a penalty. You know, Boyd was sort of hinting that, you know, well, the ball's travelled a long distance and, you know, VAR would probably give it if they had VAR, which says to me he thinks it's a penalty, but then he's <laughs> sort of contradicted himself but he still thinks it would be harsh. I think the only difference between Morello's penalty at, at Petaudre and that today is the ball's travelled further today. Correct. I don't think Morelos had a chance to get his hand out the way. Uh, I thought that penalty was quite harsh at the time because it, it, it came at him at such a close difference. Uh, sorry, a cl- close distance. That ball travelled a good six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards today. Yeah. He's got plenty of time to get his arm out the road. He doesn't. For me, it's a stonewaller. wall, uh, and it's ha- it happens too often with Bobby Madden. It happens too often uh, with Clancy. It happens too often with. Uh, will they call them. It, it, it's just happening too often, you know. And it's it's a stone waller, and that you know that can change the game. You know, the, you go one 0 up, and all of a sudden, Rangers settle down and maybe get into a rhythm. And you know, we saw what happened on Thursday once we got the first goal. Yeah. So yeah, these things change games. You know what I mean? And and it's a stone waller, and it's another one that's, you know, today you're hearing people, as I say, they're all saying, "Oh, that's not a penalty. It'd be a bit harsh." Well, that's not what you were saying off the paternity. You know, and I would argue that. The one at Petardry is a harsher decision because I don't think Morelis has got a chance to get his his, his hand out of the way. You know he's only about a yard away from from where the, the header or where the shot came from. Uh, the boy today had, had he's a good six or seven yards away from old grew So for me, it's a stone wall.
0: Alec, we're going to speak about VAR a, a wee bit later in the pod tonight, and and whether we think we should introduce the, the game up here. Nobody enough for me, but we'll, we'll shelf that for now. Um, you would surely agree like it was it was also a penalty this afternoon. Yes,
1: I, I can see um, some of the arguments that are being made about it in isolation. I think it's an absolute nonsense. There's no way, the, the idea that the guy's arm's in a natural position, you know, yeah. and as, as Collins, the biggest thing for me is Collins quite rightly saying, is the amount of time he's got to get out of the way. Yeah, But it's no, we're not looking at it in isolation. We're, we're seeing a kind of pattern here, you know, when fans will do that confirmation bias. You'll, you'll, you'll only remember the decisions that didn't go your way, etc. But when it's something like that that's so glaringly and so easy to compare to, for example, the penalty that was given against us at Pittodre's Colin and send, yeah. you're, you're going to start feeling that a bit. A bit <laughs> And The thing for me is, we were actually playing really well at that point. We weren't getting the shots on goal, but this is this is as a team who's... If we're, we're playing against a team who are basically putting 11 men behind the ball, as is their right. I'm not going down that, down that route of uh, slagging other teams for, for playing the way they play against us. But that's when you need the referee to help you out. The pressure that we're managing to put on that team, despite the fact that they're putting everybody in the box, that's how you benefit from that. That's that's part of it. You know, they're going to give a, a give away a penalty against us because they had, they, had a, they had another incident. I don't know if it was just before that, where they the centre half practically kicked it out their own keeper's hands with no Rangers player near them because they're just basically kind of panicking because Rangers are all over them. Yeah. Get to the end of the game, we haven't got the penalty, we haven't got our due reward. It's like if Dundee United hadn't got that corner. You know, it's, it's a set piece that you should be benefiting from, that you've earned, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought if, if the guy, if that's his arm in a natural position, it's it's almost like a, a football player suddenly can he make a split-second decision um, when a ball's coming up that slowly, that quickly. A <laughs> professional footballer knows where his arm is. He knows what he's doing with. It's not hitting off another part of his body, um, getting on to his arm. It's clearly below the armpit. The the only thing that's saving them is would be if the arms are, are natural and it's to be able to be stopped the way the ball just hits the ground stone dead as well yeah. you know the whole thing just looks totally unnatural yeah and um, no, it's it's it, 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 it's a penalty Scott um, we should have been given it um, and it's no the it's no the last thing that will cost today and I think because Rangers I think ultimately played so well I think yeah. what we the energy that we put into that game considering what we what we done and went there uh, Thursday night probably arguably one of the greatest performances in the last 150 years on yeah. Thursday night and the energy levels um, and for the same, mostly the same players to actually get stronger as that game went on, you're expecting after a big European performance like that, I was thinking we need a quick goal here uh, because the legs will start going as the game goes on not they get, you know, I think they, I think the, the tiredness came in, the kind of mental acuity they're, they're not making the same decisions as Morelos as maybe, you know, a half yard slower, a couple of chances, especially in the second half there's that, that that's where the kind of tiredness come in. But I thought we were we uh, were actually quite scintillating at times. More build-up play, especially as the game went on. Yeah. And I think we just des- we, we deserve what we should have had. We should have had the penalty. And um, I, I think we would quite easily go to win
0: the game after that. Do you know the big thing for me on on the on the first penalty incident? Of course, of a second one, which we'll come on, to, um, on it shortly. That Madden had a reasonably good view of it. Um, but I think if you if you watch it again you actually see he looks over at his linesman calling linesman. Yeah. almost for, aye yeah. and he he, he he looks over for a, a wee bit of assistance. Um, and I, I can't believe that these two guys, not one of them thought that it was handball. Now you can you can get you can dig into the 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 handball rule and what it means if you interpret it a certain way. It's a handball, it's in the box, it's a penalty. There's, there's not really a, a great deal of of great area on it, Colin. For for both of them to have really good views of it, and neither to give a penalty is pretty astounding. Yeah, the, the fact that he did look at his lines and suggest that he saw it, you know, and he's looking. He's,
2: to me, he didn't want to make the decision, and he's looking at his lines and to put his flag yeah. up. And his, his he's linesman looking at his lines for
1: an excuse, Colin. Yeah, he's looking, yeah. He's like, just give me away out of this. You know, when and, you make the decision.
2: Even yeah. even if if it's a
1: penalty, you make the decision. I don't want to. You know, yeah. it was it was it was pathetic.
0: And I think you're absolutely right. One of the one of the things that I think VR would be great, and I, I don't want to move too far on the VR. I think would be fantastic for our game up here. But surely, what we ultimately want is the professionals, i.e., your refs and his two linesmen, to get the big decisions right. They're trained to do it. Now, if I don't know what you guys do do for jobs, but I'm fairly certain if you just rock up to your work tomorrow and fart about and make bad decisions, and you continue to do it you're not going to get away with that for much longer. And these guys continue to to deliver a, a substandard performance and people have questioned decisions left, right and centre. Oh, Colin, you referred to to call him, um uh, Dallas, we've got Nick Walsh who's made rotten decisions in the past. It's There's something rotten there and it's something that needs to be fixed and it may need to be the introduction of VAR next season that it. Uh, I it.
2: As you said, we'll, we'll talk about VAR later. I'm not a Plan. I've been quite vocal about that but you know just those two games that we've been talking about today today's game and the game up at Putaudry now the, the, the penalty decision up at Putaudry you know I would argue was was harsh you know I, yeah. based on what we were saying earlier on I think Morelos can't get his hand out the way it's closer to him and I also think his hand's a bit closer to his body uh, than today you've also got the sending off for of Ryan Kent which is one of the worst sending offs I think i have seen in a good number of years right now, that's one of the. I mean, you've you seen Ryan Kent on Thursday, and again today, you know how important he is to us. Now, now, we lose him, you know, for for a game or two games or whatever because of that decision, eh, eh, be Clancy. And then at the end of that game, Kevin Clancy's walking off the park, <laughs> laughing and joking. Uh-huh. with Scott High Brown, because you know who's practic Scott Brown <laughs> practically refereed that. You know what I mean? Yep. And then today. Uh, you know, you've you've got that penalty decision that we didn't get. Then there's the other penalty decision in the second half, which is arguably even more a penalty. Uh, you've got the the tackle from Charlie Mulgrew which is to me a red Shocker. card, a straight Shocker red. It's, it's, yep. it's a bad one. And I would maybe argue that Scott Arfield was a wee bit too honest there. I think you know, put it this way: if someone like Scott Brown would have would have milked that and made sure that you know his opponent was getting booked or sent off for of that, yeah. But that's three or four decisions that have all went against us, and 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 two grounds that are always tricky venues to go to: Pottodry and 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 certainly today, they've cost us. There's no doubt about that. And and going into the closing minutes of Pottodry, we only ten men because they're one of the worst sending offs you'll ever see. Yeah, that's potentially cost us. So yeah, it's it's, it's shocking. And it's basic stuff. It is basic stuff. I mean, people going about VAR and all the rest of it. Some of the errors that have been made, you shouldn't need VAR. To, Absolutely, to, 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 right. You know what I Absolutely. mean? You should not need VAR. These are basic, basic decisions. Uh, and it was the same on on Thursday night, to be fair, in the, the Europa League. I mean, that the, the fourth goal, why the linesman puts the flag up for that is beyond me. It's, and and, and like, I put a thing out on, on Twitter on Friday that, I mean, the referee looks gutted. Uh, and I sort I say. It's Seems like UF. I don't want, you know, the have teams or, you know, they exactly, want the, the, the big yeah. teams for the big five leagues to go through. And somebody came back saying, actually, you know what? I think he's just raging that his linesman has made, made such an arse of that there. And he's yeah. probably right because it's a shocking call. Uh, you shouldn't need VAR for these. Now, there are, there are, there are, I've seen plenty instances where VAR's been okay and it's worked. Uh, but just, to, just watching it down the road there, it, it just seems like an absolute shit show. So I, I don't think your game... Is mature enough yet for that? There's, there's yeah. too much squabbling up here as, as there is. Uh, I, I, I think VAR would just would just make it even worse. But a lot of the decisions that we're talking about and we're we're we combing over, you shouldn't need VAR. You know, the the, the, the the first one we're talking about, Bobby Madden sees it. He sees it. He looks at his linesman as as XAs for an hour. Well, I don't want to give it. So you stick your flag up, then I'll give it. And the linesman doesn't stick his flag. Up. They not They shouldn't need VAR. They, good enough to see the, see the, the offence and give the... Hey, well, just, uh, Colin. Um,
1: I think we're, we're talking about the Scott Brown incident of Ryan Kent sending off yeah. um, Dodry, which was the Scott Brown incident because he'd already been booked and you cannot help thinking Scott Brown had already been booked and it's like Clancy's got a decision to make there. I don't think there actually was a decision to make but he thinks I've got to get involved here. I've got two choices. Send off Scott Brown with a, a second yellow card or send off Ryan Kent. Yeah. And I think the same thing happens today um, when well, you look at the, the other side of that is the, the just the determination to book Alfredo Morales. <laughs> um, Alfredo Morales is, um, is running towards the Dundee United goal. He is a striker for the attacking team, and the ball is going towards the opposition goal. So he's trying to get himself towards that as as his job as a football player. The centre half steps across him while facing the Rangers goal. He's not yeah. even looking at the ball. Bumps into him, and Alfredo is just like hey, get out of my road, as. Players are allowed <laughs> to do, as Scott Brown is allowed to do as, as a character, as a bit of a, you know, a bit of a character. Um the guy then goes back to Moreles to be, block him a second time and raises an elbow. You know, and the reason we know he raised his elbow is because when Alfie pushes him, he doesn't hit the deck like a sack of tatties because he's feeling guilty as well. I can't remember, is it Butcher? I can't remember which one. Yeah, Callum um,
0: Butcher it was, yeah.
1: But he's it, it's like Morelis has got to get booked. And I don't see how if Morales is, if he's so determined to go and get a yellow card, tell Federico Morales for that. If he's refereeing the game impartially, if there's no kind of, if there's no some kind of influence going on there, you know, um, why is he why is he no giving us that penalty? But um, that's an easy decision, a much easier decision uh, to make. Um, we're talking about the VAR, and as I said today, it's absolutely right, it was a total red herring. These are just basic decisions to be made. Now, the, We've also had the dejected boy in the second. Have this just going into Calvin Bassi. Calvin Bassi's trying to retrieve the ball and he's getting held back while he's try, while he's trying to take a shy. And we we'll, I mean, the whole thing about the, the, where the balls were going today, putting when into the stand. They're only coming back onto the park, and the Rangers players go off towards the stand to get to the track to get the, the they're getting a, you know the players are run, the fans are running down to the front <laughs> to try and get in their faces. It's it was a no win situation. Um, uh, but, uh, then and Calvin, Calvin Bassi the- got his oh. fit stamped on as well uh, just before yeah. half time for the free kick it was yeah. all easy stuff you know that the referee should be spotting you know and it, the VAR argument is like it's VAR is one of things like Brexit or whatever you're forced to have an opinion one way or the other yeah. and everybody gets so excited and it distracts with the actual main issue of the day which was just a totally incompetent
0: refereeing display correct spot on Fully agree with you. Uh, listen, I tell you what I want to speak about. I want to speak about fashion Sakala, who came on in the second half. For um, I think it was Colin said he looked a little bit jaded after his his, um, his match on on Thursday night. I wonder if Sakala Alec um, offers a little bit more from an offensive perspective in the games that we're looking to win, particularly away from Ibrox. I thought he looked okay when he came on and gave us a different dimension up top.
1: I thought I thought uh, Sakala uh Scott went into it. almost kind went into the, the general rhythm of her play, which was everything was great except just that week final. Week final I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, he should have scored. I mean, he's getting his shot pulled in the box. Um when he's when he's trying to take a week and a half volley, it's completely pat him off. I mean, he's going to put that in uh, any yeah. other way. It's so that's a second yellow, the guy's off, you know. Uh, if they're, if the if the if 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 sees it or his linesman who's in the line mate sees it um but I'll, I'll try and go about that the, the official like a straight much.
2: red because no. he denied a goal scoring opportunity. is that
1: a straight red? There you go. No, he's denied a goal scoring so opportunity, I. yeah. Aye, I know he's denied. Him. I just don't know if it's a yellow or a red for it. So I write it's a red. Yeah. Uh, the main thing is I'm po- I'm pointing out the fact that he shouldn't have be, it, it should have been a fucking send enough for the United and we should yeah. have had a goal. Um, if, if if the guy does not do it we, we should score. Uh, but Sakala, I think he's battered one half the bar as well. Um, almost like kind of trying to prove that that one at Aron wasn't he a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, when it, when it absolutely was. Um, but I thought I, he, he really, he really upped it a notch, and he just suffered from that same thing. Uh, James Tavernier was the same. His his application, he's kind of it was relentless. He was really, he was, he was everywhere. But he just every now and then, he's just no getting it. Yeah. He's no getting clearing the first man with crosses and what have you. You know, it's not his job uh, to. to to be the full attacking threat to have, uh, but I he, he looked at business at like like. He definitely is a great option to have, especially as he he can play left, right, or through the middle. Uh, Scott, he's, he's absolutely uh, yeah. he, he's really good, and I he think he's he's not really letting us down many times. I think when he had his he his hat trick against Motherwell at Fir Park, which really yeah. kind it uh, was his arrival. We went to Brawny midweek after that, and he seemed to kind of he seemed like a player who was expecting too much of himself that yep. night. Uh, but that was the last time I think he was really kind of. Let us down in a, in a, in a bad well, no, in a bad way. He just wasn't uh, performing to 100%. But I thought, no, he was really good today. And he's a big part of why we ended up, the pressure we we're putting on them towards the end was absolutely ridiculous. And I genuinely thought, after we got the equaliser, I thought, I'd be going to get another one. If we get another one here, and that's that, we will win the league. Because I just felt as if it's one of these days where we we'll were right. so, you know, it was just kind of, kind of fairy tale stuff if we're going to score two late goals to win the game. Yeah. So I can't really go from thinking one mere goal wins is a league. To you know, feel we're going to lose the league because we didn't get that goal. You know, it's <laughs> not it's not no that dramatic. But no, I thought we were. Uh, I thought we played really well.
0: Colin, second half, lots of chances. Um, we peppered uh, the boy Sigrist's goal with um, sort of left rights and ups and downs. Um And I felt Morelos had a couple of chances that at any other weekend would we, would probably have, have have drifted over the line and um, he would have a way sliding along that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah he probably should have scored to be fair. I, th- I think you're right. I think uh, when Sakala came on, you know, he really started to make the difference and coming down that right hand side. Uh, so yeah, I mean, lo- loads of chances. I think the main one was the, the, he's, he's inexperienced here. I think the minute he gets the ball, he needs to go across. The defender, you know, Absolutely. you know, and that that means the defender's either got to foul him, and it also means it was obviously he was one on his left foot. He was trying to get it on his left foot. The fact that he, he sort of continued doing the channel, he was he was going down rather than cutting across, means the defender can can get back, yeah. and then his 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 angles get, get narrowed, and he goes with right foot. And that, that's the post. A uh, real Harry uh, Forrester I, I mean, moment, wasn't it? ah uh, it, was, it was. It wasn't a good moment to be fair. And there was another moment when later on with the, the offside. Aye. You know, he just watched the ball drift away when he was miles on. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 from what I've seen him, mean, you know, you can tell there's a bit of talent there, but there, there's, there's also a, a bit of naivety, I think. And uh, aye, and, and it showed there. I, th- I think an experienced striker, the minute they're, they're through, they're, they're going across the centre back there to, to, to cut out, you know, any possibility for the for the defender to get a tackling. If he's going to get a tackling, he's going to follow him and see they're going to be a free kick and a sending off or a penalty kick and a sending off the fact that he goes down that that sort of inside right channel and that just narrows his options so yeah I mean it was really it was at 29 I said earlier on 29 shots and goal you know three on target you would have to see I mean you you can't just sort of moan about bad luck and all the rest of it in terms of your finishing you know you would have to say Dungeon United defended quite well yeah at one thing it really pissed me off and I said this to my mate I don't think you'll see that level of desperation and fight and you know, last ditch tackles and all the rest of it against no. any other team. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it, it seems to be, and that's what we need to get over. You know, what I mean, that's uh, we need to realise. What I say to my mate today is, you know, like every supporter of every other club in Scotland would be quite happy for Celtic to win the league from from here until you know the end of time. Agreed. You know, be for it. And I think we need to realise that a lot of people out there don't like us. That's fair enough, but we need to be prepared for that and we need to, to be able to match that sort of level of uh, determination and all that kind of thing. Because, I mean, th- we were unlucky today, but th- we've also squandered a few chances. And th- there were times you were seeing that th- just the determination of the Dungeon United defence not to concede, I mean, our keepers had a, had a blind the other day. Yeah. You know, you're just thinking, well, we need to match that. You know, we need to match that level of determination and, and fight and spirit and. And then maybe on a couple of occasions today, you could argue that uh, we didn't do that.
0: I like one of the things that I, I remember um, speaking about on another podcast that I do, um, we, we mentioned the the Joribo that was going to be to play in the Africa Cup of Nations and how, couple of things we were going to miss him if he was going to fit right back into the swing of things when he came back, whenever that was going to be. Um, of course Nigeria went out a little bit to learn what I think everyone expected. He now seems to be picking up the the form that we were used to uh, seeing him on um pre Christmas.
1: Yes, I know he was he was he was it was good today. It was good today. And was quite right, obviously, you know, Monday in um, the the timing of his run today uh, for the goal was absolutely smashing and uh, total bravery because there's a, another big tackle coming in. obviously when he, when he connects with it, um, I thought obviously Ryan Kent, the way it has passed, uh, the, you know, the accuracy of it through the two of the United players right to the byline, and um, Calvin Bassey just you know, cap a great performance. I thought today with the way he got to you know uh, in time and, and and the ball he put into Joe, but yeah, it's one of the uh, he, Joe today was the same as the likes of Ryan Kent. Um, I, I quite I quite like have the day as well, you know. Just you couldn't you couldn't quite get it. We're looking for him to score a goal for twenty five yards, not to save us. I are coming to expect that now, but um, he was one of the performances that I was just apart from just the loss of the three point the loss of the two points. You're wanting to be able to fully praise their performance because yeah. I thought yeah. it, it's quite electric um, at times. But I mean, and even then, the is it I is it the. When Sakala's fouled, when it should have been the penalty and the sending off, just, um is it Joe getting up for the header that knock, he knocks that down? There's certainly a there's certainly a point blank secret save. Aye, I there is I think it, was it he Joe? nods it down oh, sure. like, you know, a bit like the the goal on you know, which led to the goal, Aye, the absolutely, yeah. goal on Thursday night and famously when he when he kind of uh, knocked it in off McGregor for the old firm, you know, Callum McGregor Aye. for the old firm one uh, last season. But no, I thought uh, Joe was, was great, and if we get him motoring again. The whole thing, I'm looking at it like we've now dropped as many points under Geo as we dropped under Stevie G. Correct. Um, in the league, and if Rangers are dropping points, it's just bad, you know. But trying to kind of keep back in a kind of, a ten lid on any kind of panic, and you're looking at where Stevie G didn't go to Petaudre Park, Easter Road, Tyne Castle. He's not going to be in any of these places when he when he was dropping points uh, this season. Uh, Geo has, and that's well. Basically, if you want to be, if you want to be kind of, you know, really pedantic about it, he has. Geo has taken a point more at Tannadice than, than Steven Gerrard did. You know, what I mean, <laughs> is, is it really clutching at straws? You know, but I, I, I think these players are coming onto form. You've got to look at, we've got to look at how they played on Thursday night. The amount of effort that must have required for a momentous historic result uh, on Thursday night there. So I'm not going to be too hard on them. You know, As I can always a concern when we're dropping points. But then D United did the whole week free. In fact, they were played last Saturday, I think they played. Absolutely. You know, yeah. So so they've they kinda of eight days off. Um but these are the kind of teams have got to put away nevertheless. less. But I just think there was a lot there was a lot to be encouraged about today.
0: And uh through Able was one of the one of the things. Today, even on the bench, we'd say there's very little chance you seeing seen him on Thursday at Ibrox?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure. Uh, I mean the the, the there was a tweet came out today for the club saying it was uh, a minor knock, and both will be back training and, and through the week. Yeah, so I'd, I, I think there's a good chance he'll feature at some point. I yeah, actually yeah. Think, there's, I think there's a good chance he could start. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, unless, of course, it's not as minor as they're saying, and <laughs> you know, and they've been a bit economical with the truth, but. I did. I thought he would have started today. I must admit, because I think since he's arrived, I've been looking at like when's he when's he going to start? When's he going to start? Yeah. I thought he'd done well when he came on on Thursday. You know, I I thought he was very composed and and, and checked the ball well at times. Uh, so yeah, I I think certainly if it, if he doesn't feature on Thursday, then I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see him next next Sunday uh, against Motherwell because as you say, we have we two million pound from. Uh, he's been here three weeks or something already, and he's only, yeah. he's only, you know, maybe played about half an hour or something like that. So, yeah, it, it, it's a, but we knew, I mean, at the end of the day, part of the reason he's kind of, I've as is he's injury prone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there was always an element at risk with this move. One thing I will say, like if you look at the performance on, on Thursday night, especially, and today, you know, by, by some, some of the, the you know, the, the players in that midfield three, you know, he's pushing them on to, you know, just be being there, you know. Scott Arfield is one who I think, since he's arrived, has upped his performance levels because he obviously thinks, my place is up for grabs. Same with John Lundstrom, same with, yeah. you know, with Ryan Jack. I, I noticed Stephen Davis warming up today. N- never, never got a sniff. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you're thinking these guys now realize that, you know, one bad performance. You know, I, I, I was looking at Scott Arfield today. I think he did look jaded. I think he looked tired. I think it took him out on, on, on Thursday night. But his performance today, it wasn't one of his better performances, probably the kindest way of putting it. Uh, but you're looking at him now thinking, well, that's there's a good chance he's played himself out of the team and someone who's chapping at the door is is, is now going to get an opportunity. And that's what he... If, if Aaron Ramsey's not providing direct sort of impact, then there's the, the, the indirect impact that comes with that. I've, sp- I've spoken about this before, the the, the sort of thing soonest spoke about years ago with Ray Wilkins when he said... You know, when, when Ray Wilkins was leaving to join QPR, as soon as we're saying he was gutted, he was leaving. He says, because it's, it's not no, just in the dressing room. It's what I get elsewhere. He says, in fact, I I get more from him elsewhere than I get on the field. I get more in the dressing room from him than I get in the field. And I always thought, well, that's a strange, strange thing to say. Why would you, why would you, why would you get something more from someone? Because I was only like 15, 16 at the time. I didn't quite understand what he was meaning, but you know, it's, it's to do with that, you know, professional attitude. The experience, the stature of the player, he'll come in and, and show guys how a player of his caliber trains and, and goes about his business and, and drags other people, you know, the best out of them. And I think Aaron Ramsey will do that as well. It's the same. I think I think this kind of some a player I really like down down south is, is James Milner. You know, I mean, I I look at him and think, Great he process, must, yeah, I mean, he's in that dressing room, you know, I've I've seen a bit of debate saying, you know, will Liverpool give him another year, and a lot of fans are saying, I should get another year because of the culture that he brings it, and and as part of, it, you know, if you're in training and you're watching a guy who's who's played at the highest level and looks after himself and you know, top top professional, you, you can only learn from that, and, and it can only bring the best out of you. So I th- I think that's what he's done so far. I, I think he's brought, you know other players in that that, that that sort of midfield area. It, it's He's brought their A game because they realise if, if I don't perform to my best here, there's guys waiting to to, to get the jersey off me. And it's not just guys, it's it's a guy of top quality. And if he gets in, then there's every chance i will
0: get him back out of the team. So one of the things I think I've seen over the um, the weekend on social media, I'm sure there's a, a closed door match that's been arranged for the training centre tomorrow. And I think it's Brentford. That are coming up for a game um at the training center tomorrow i would i mean I think in the in the first instance if if Ramsey never got any game time today, which we now know he hasn't um if he wasn't injured, I suspect he would have been sort of full throttle into that tie. I wonder if they'll use a tie to maybe get some more leg time into um guys like Holander kamara of course um has they featured that regularly the last few weeks so um we'll we'll keep an eye out for that and and see if uh, See if it becomes public knowledge how we got on, Alec. I've I've watched you with interest over social media today, um, and <laughs> done like you. you Scott? <laughs> <laughs> and I I would like to know. Colin's already given us his sort of take on, on VAR. We've now experienced the the two sides of the coin, if you like. We had the the great sort of elation of VAR and everything that brought us on Thursday, and we've got the huge frustration of not being involved in our game here today I, I wonder where you stand on whether you think it would, should be introduced here in the game and whether it should be a good thing or not
1: um aye, i i think uh, I, I do I, i'm for it you know i, I quite um <laughs> see it, she's a neutral She's. i'm watching if I'm not watching Rangers, yeah I, I, I actually quite enjoy the drama you know what i mean hi um and i know I know my good friend Colin, who I I, I I was losing my template earlier, Colin. I'm sorry, mate. You were just talking, about, and I'm like, no, it was a penalty. It was a. Re- I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've, I, I've I've lost it. I've gone. This 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 game today is just totally gone from me. i apologies to my apologies to Colin there, but I, uh, I I don't want to upset him any longer. I know he's he's, he's, he's against VAR, but it's an upsetting enough day. I get that it spoils. The only thing I don't like about it is that it spoils the kind of moment of celebration. You know if there's a, if there's a good and and as Colin and I were talking about this on Friday night. Um I think that decisions, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be whatever wherever they go to to have the, the, the wee guys that sit at the computers to, to analyze all the decisions, that will have to be kept like a Masonic secret um in Scotland because there'll be folk outside the doors trying to batter it down No, you know totally. a whole lot of Celtic fans and I we don't know who's going to make the decisions almost like if there was any way of possibly proving <laughs> the, the, the Celtic weren't they being cheated? <laughs> that had to get had to undermine that straight away, you know. So no, I think um, I think there's been. To- I've not looked at this properly. I, I, I might have just been drunk and, and imagining this, but uh, I thought I saw somebody saying that there's a system in one country that's kind of been calibrated a lot higher, and they're getting to the point of where they'll now have to be almost. It'll become almost the same as your uh, ball over the line decisions. Right. Okay. You no, know, obviously the you will get a thing straight away. They won't have to kind of stop and go and look at the, um, go and look at the monitor and what have you, um, for off sides. You know that still leaves you with other decisions like red cards or penalties that will have to okay. stop play. You know, but as I say, as a neutral, it would be quite dramatic. And the way we got that penalty uh, on Thursday night, nobody knew. We didn't know it was a total bonus. That was great fun. You know, that was. <laughs> oh my God! I think we're getting a penalty here, and then you see it come up on the screen. We are getting a penalty. That's a stone wall. Um, but I think if nothing else, it lets it lets officials uh, explain the rules properly. But the problem i have got, um, as Colin was saying, we're talking about this on Friday, is that that won't make any difference because the officials, the actual objective rules, will get drowned out by you know pundits. Love it; it's just it's, it's an easy go-to thing. Like the the behaviour of Alfredo Morales, you know. Like I remember Mark Lawrence used to talk about VAR. He just used to say technology. Anytime there's any decision. Mark Lawrence we just sit and focus about technology. I mean, the the wheel, the invention of the wheel is technology. You need to be more specific, Mark. You know, <laughs> but this is, it's, it, it kind of sums up the laziness which it's, it's the three letters are bandied about now just to make people seem as if, make pundits and that seem as if they're on point and they can be controversial and it does get everybody worked up. You know, but I think this just, again, I think it just generally is already hearing uh, today the standard of refereeing should just be better anyway.
0: So Alec, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll stick with you. I'll not get a chance to to have a conversation with you prior to prior to Thursday. Obviously, we're disappointed today. Um, how do you feel going into the, the, the Dortmund game at Ibrox is things stand just now? I I mean again it's
1: saying to Colin on Friday, um just to be in this to be kinda of tense, you know, to be thinking I mean we see Borussia Dortmund won uh, six nothing today against Borussia monchengladbach <laughs> I'm like and Thursday, what, what, a, what a testimonial to the you know, to the Barcelona Bears. 50 years since we won the Cup Winners' Cup, and probably the, the, the best performance in that run was beating Bayern Munich in the semi-finals. And they were the German cup holders at the time. And Borussia Dortmund are, are the German cup holders yeah. at the moment. But the team, the first team to beat Rangers in the Cup Winners' Cup after we won it in '72 was Borussia Mönchengladbach. And they got horse 6 um at home by, by Borussia Dortmund. But that's only as good a result in home terms as it was in away terms when they beat Union Berlin last week so their form hasn't really changed I'm hoping they're kind of concentrating on the, the Bundesliga trying to close that six point gap and stop Bayern getting the 10 Bayern are going for 10 in a row this season of course yeah um, but I, I think it's really interesting especially with as we were talking about earlier us putting out the same starting 10 if you like today putting out 10 of the starting eleven from Thursday um, but we've got three days off I think we've got to try and take the positives from today the, the general all round play from a slightly frazzled team um, and just say, just 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 go for it again. And I just I just can't wait for the occasion, Scott. I just can't. I just can't wait. Yeah. Um, anything could happen. There, Borussia Dortmund. They're such a level. They're perfectly capable of scoring two or three goals in the first half or whatever. But I think if anybody opens up that way against us, I think winners will see it as a release after today. The prison yeah. of today's game, where you get eleven behind the ball. Right. I think even Borussia Dortmund coming at us will enjoy that, and I, I fancy us to score a couple of, at least.
0: And Colin, I'm. I'm... Huge looking forward to to Thursday, particularly after what we got last week. You be looking forward to it yourself, I'm sure.
2: Uh, I looking forward to it. I always enjoying these nights, you know. And I think this is the biggest one since we've you know we've returned to the European yeah, stage. So yeah. yeah, really looking forward to it. I, I mean today's result probably has dented confidence a wee bit, you know. Even although we did play well and uh, deserve to win the game, but yeah, it's a big night, and you know what I mean. And it's it's it, huge. I, I love I love taking you know my son was unfortunate in terms of he's early Rangers support and experience because we were, you know, we were where we were in terms of down the leagues and all that kind of thing. So it's, it's this is, you know, every night like this feels like it's another wee sense of normality coming back in. So yeah, I mean, love being at the big nights where you know, it was like Rapid Vienna and yeah, Feyenoord and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and this feels like like the biggest one. But one thing I want to say about VAR before we finish up is yes. my, my final point on VAR is all the decisions that, that, that VAR's picked up this week were obvious you know, a lot of them aren't obvious and they're open to interpretation. So this this notion that VAR fixes everything, I think it's wrong. I think we've seen in, in terms of how it's been applied down the road, you know, it's caused a lot, a lot of problems. I, like, I'm, I'm not against technology. I love the goal line technology because that's definitive. It's either over the line or it's not over the line. But a lot of the things that VAR has to pick up is down to whoever's viewing it. It's down to their interpretation and what they see. And we saw it today, you know, every single person... Every Rangers fan watching that that handball in the first half, scream penalty, definite penalty. Three pundits, nah, it's not a penalty. So you know, it, it yeah. depends who's watching it. It depends who's uh, you know making that call at VAR and, and 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 just the the shit show it would cause with that mob over the road. Just <laughs> makes me think it would not be worth it to be perfectly honest with you.
0: So don't forget the podcasts are available right across wherever you get your pods, Acast, iTunes, you're watching us on YouTube tonight. Of course, you can get us on CastBox, Stitcher and Spotify. Delighted to be back. Um, Huge thanks to Alex and Colin for their time tonight. Really enjoyed it. Um, Enjoy the remainder of your Sunday. Don't forget you can get all of our content across all the W's, jersnet.co.uk, lots of free available stuff.